So this will be the last Sunday service before the holiday, before Christmas, and so uh, we won't have a, a Christmas service here on Sunday. We'll meet back on New Year's Day, so just make sure everybody knows that so you don't come out on Christmas Day and then, surprise, <laughs> you know, we're not here. Um, so we will be meeting, though, January 1st on that Sunday, and that will be also the start of our Daniel fast, which is a 21-day fast. <clears throat> Which is kind of funny to see people clapping about starving themselves. <laughs> you know, at least you can eat broccoli and all that good stuff. And so right after church, we're going to have a, <clears throat> excuse me, a meeting in the coffee shop to go over the Daniel fast, those that you're going to do it uh, with us. And uh, it's got recipes and all that. We're going to talk a little bit about it, you know, and the sacrifice part of it. So that's going to be right after uh, service. And then uh, since we're not having a Christmas service on Sunday, we are having a Celebrate Recovery service Thursday night. And, uh, and everybody needs to come out to that. That will be our service before Christmas. So come out to that. Support the Celebrate Recovery group. There's going to be some special songs. I think Matt's going to bring a really good word. He always does. And, uh, and just, you know, mingle and just show your presence. And, uh, and let's worship God that service before Christmas since we're not going to have a Christmas service. So this morning, I want to talk with you guys a little bit about the time has come. And it's time to get anointed here in 2017. The time has come for us as a church to get outside these walls, to get out into the city, to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ still saves, he still delivers, he still sets people free. The time has come for us as a church to be anointed in this, two, uh, this uh, new year, 2017, that we can reach out to people and let them know Jesus Christ has a plan and a purpose for their life, that we can grow as a church and a church body. God has a plan for you guys. I guess you have haven't thought about it or, or been thinking about it. God's got something more for you than just coming to church. Amen. It's time for us to be anointed. John said here, he says, John was put into prison and Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent, believe the good news. It's time for us to go out into the city, into the community this new year and preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And what is that good news? That good news is Jesus saves, he delivers, he sets people free from their hurts, their habits, their hangups. He's got a plan and purpose for their life. And there's a church here in town called Woodland Family that wants to be a part of your, your journey. And we want to help you and, and get involved with you and help you along that process and love on you. We want to be that church here in 2017 coming forward. Mark says this, Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to a nearby village so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. Guys, we got to realize God has come. He's, he's given us a, me a message, a mandate to go into the cities, to go into the highways and the byways and reach people. That's why Jesus came. Jesus had a mission. He knew his mission. And it was to reach out to people, to touch them, to touch their lives, to touch the broken, the hurting, those in need. We have that mission here as a church in 2017 to go out. Jesus didn't come to stay in a village. He didn't come to stay in a synagogue or a church. And he didn't want us to stay in a church, but he wanted us to reach out from our church to let people know that there's a place that they can come, that they can find their needs can be met. And that's here, guys. Not inside the four walls. We need to take it outside the four walls. We have a home church. This is our home church. But God never meant for us to stay in the home church, but to go outside the walls and teach people and show them the love of Christ. That is why I've come, he said. He could preach to there too. We got to get outside the walls and go into the community and reach people for the kingdom of God. The Bible says that Jesus went around doing good and healing all that were sick and were oppressed of the devil. 
And we need to uh, be like Jesus. We need to find ways to get out in the community here in 2017. We, need, we got Hands of Hope going on. We got the food giveaway, the clothes giveaway. Uh, pretty soon the haircuts. Uh, we got our Oh Holy Night. We got some different things going on. But we need to find ways to reach out of the church and get into the community here in 2017 and touch people's life. Let them know that we're here and God's got a plan for them. Jesus said he, he'd call us to be fishermen of, uh, fishermen of men. <laughs> and uh, my um, father used to tell me all the time that his dad knew how to fish. He knew how to use the right bait, cut baits and fake baits and all that to pull people in. And that's what we got to do, guys. We got to find a way to get out into the community, reach people, let them know the love of Christ so we can fill this place up so they can experience what we have, guys. We can experience what we have. People know if you're real or fake. And there was nothing fake about Jesus. We have to be real. Jesus loved us so much, he was willing to go to the cross and die for us. So you can't fake love, guys. We have to be a friendly church. When we come through these doors, we have to show the love of Christ. We have to have a smile on our face, a song in our heart. We have to be real. There was a couple in here that came... um, on an old holy night, and they were shocked. They were like, hey, pastor, this, uh, this church is so friendly, man. People were shaking our hands and hugging our necks. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of the way it's supposed to be. You know, people are supposed to see smiles on your face when you come to the house of God. Amen. We're supposed to love them. We're supposed to be friendly. The Bible says in Romans, it says, realize that uh, God's kindness leads people to repentance. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. If we want to reach out this year in 2017 and touch the community, grow the church, we have to do it and be kind. We have to show the kindness of the Lord. We want to win people, guys. We need to show the love of Christ to each other and not just the people around us, but ourselves. Jesus said this, by this all men would know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We can't reach out to the community if we don't have love for one another. Because like I said, you can't fake love. You've got to be genuine. You've got to be real. We need to be engaging and friendly when people come through the doors. We need to check our attitudes at the door. There's no place for attitudes in the church. If you've got something going on, leave it at the door or come to the altar and get it right before church starts. That way when people come in, they'll see a smile on your face. We have to be genuine. We have to be a genuine witness. We have to be the same out there as we are here when we come to church. There's no, there's no room to, to be fake. If you're going to talk the talk, we have to walk the walk, guys. We have to love people. If we say we love people, we really have to love people. Jesus loved people. You can't say that I love God and not people because at the very heart of God is people. Mark said this, Mark uh, 1 and 40, a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. If you are willing, can you make me clean? And filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched him. And he said, I am willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leper left and was cured. As a church here in 2017, guys, we got to have compassion for people. We have to have compassion for people that are hurting, that are unclean, that are messed up, that are broken. We have to show the love of Christ. We have to show compassion. Number two, we must be willing to reach out, to touch those that are sick, to touch those that are forgotten about, that society says you're no good, you're not worth anything. We have to show that compassion. We have to be willing to reach out and touch them. The man with the leprosy was unclean. Back in those days, if you were a leper and you were unclean, you would have to give like 10 feet or 100 feet, and you'd have to say, unclean, unclean, when you were going down the road. That way people could get away from you. And there's people, guys, here today in Woodland, that has spiritual leprosy. They're crying out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, I'm sick, I'm hurting, I'm abused, I'm abandoned, and I need help. Yes. 
And it's our job as a church to reach out and show the compassion of Jesus Christ that he showed us to those people, to go after those people. Will we be a church of compassion? Will we be a church that helps people? Will we be a church that's willing to reach out and touch those that other people have forgotten about, that other people don't care about? Jesus was filled with compassion. He reached out. And we have to reach out here, guys, this coming up year. If we want to grow this church, move this church forward. Mark says this, In those days a multitude, being very great and having nothing to eat, and Jesus called his disciples and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have continued with me for three days and have nothing to eat. Guys, we have to be a church that's willing to have compassion on the crowd, that has compassion on people that are in need, and show them the love of Jesus Christ. Churches this year, we have to be willing to do it. There's need to, there needs to be an investment from our church into the outreach of our church. How can we say that I love the Lord and I want to reach out to people and have compassion to those that are hurting and broken when we can't even come in on a Thursday night as a church and support Celebrate Recovery? Our number one outreach to the community. And we don't even have to go out in the highways and the byways and get them. The Lord fixes it where they come in automatically. And see, we, we can clap about that, but I want to steer you guys. Because we can clap, but where are we at on Thursday nights? See, it's more than saying, it, I want to do it and I want to be a part. It's actually putting some actions with our claps, actions with our words. There's people on Thursday night that need what you have. The anointing that you have in your life, that influence, that spirit of God that's in you, they need to be around that for one hour. Could we come out for one hour and share what God has done in my life to help someone else that's in need? Can we really have compassion this year to to push some things away on our plate that we can go and meet the need of someone else in, in their life? Can we really show the compassion of Christ, guys? There are people that need what you have. Can we be a church that will reach out to them this year and show them the love of Jesus Christ? If we want to grow in 2017, it's simple, guys. We just need to start small by loving people and showing them that we care. You could be the miracle in someone's life. You could speak into someone's life and be the miracle that touches them, that touches their family, that they go back and touch their family, and it touches a whole generation. It starts with one person, guys. You could be the miracle this year. The Bible says in Acts how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good uh, with all that were oppressed of the devil, and he set them free. God was with him. The anointing of God was upon his life. We need the anointing on our church, guys. We need enough power in the Holy Spirit that when we pray for people, they actually recover. They actually get delivered. They actually get set free. We need that anointing in our life. We need to have enough of the presence of God in our life that when we're around people that are oppressed and bound, that they will be set free just by being around you because of the anointing you carry in your life. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16 that there was an evil spirit tormenting Saul, but when David would play his harp, that evil spirit would, would go away. He would leave Saul alone. That tormenting spirit had, had to leave because David had an anointing on his life. He had the power of God on his life, and that when he got into the presence of that, that spirit had to leave. And there's a place, guys, we can reach in God by our sacrificing, by, by spending time in prayer and worship, that the anointing will be on our life so that when you walk into a room and you're walking around people that are oppressed and, and in bondage, they will be set free just by the anointing that's on your life. Yeah, if you're willing to pay the price. 
Church, we have to be anointed. We must be anointed in 2017 to have the power of the Holy Spirit to do the ministry the Lord's calling us to do. Because guess what? With no anointing, there's no breakthrough. With no anointing, there's no ministry. With no anointing, there's no power in the church. The Bible says Jesus fasted and he prayed and he was tempted for 40 days. But then he came out of the wilderness anointed and pointed for the work of ministry, for the work of the cross, guys. We need to have the anointing of God on our life and in this church to change people's lives, their situation and circumstances. It's more than coming to church. We need to be a church that has the power of the Holy Spirit in our midst. We need the anointing to go out into the city and to preach the message of the cross. Not just telling people about Jesus, but showing them the power of the cross through our lives, what God has done for us. Luke says this. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed with a demon, an impure spirit. And he cried out to the top of his voice, Go away, what do you want with me, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us uh, now? And the Holy One of God, you're the Holy One of God. And and Jesus said, be quiet, come out of him. And the demon threw the man down, and he came out. So check this out. This guy had an impure spirit. But he was going to the synagogue. He was going to church. And the religious leaders were okay with it. People going to church were okay with it. But when Jesus showed up, and the anointing that Jesus carried showed up, that spirit got uncomfortable. That spirit began to cry out. And he didn't want nothing to do with Jesus, and Jesus cast him out. Let us be a church this year, guys, that is anointed and appointed with the power of God, that when people come in, they can get set free. They can be, have those bondages broke off their life. We have to have the power of God in our services, on our lives, to change people's lives. Because if we don't, we're not doing anything, guys. It's more than coming to church. God has more for you than being bound by the things of the world. He wants you to be set free that you can set other people free. We need the power of God in our lives. We need to be anointed, guys, to break addictions. Lord, don't let us be a church with no conviction, with no power, that people can sit in here in their sins, in their secret sins, and be comfortable and be okay. Don't let us be a church where the tormenting spirits can hide in people and bind them because there's no anointing, no power, no deliverance here in the church. Let us be a church, guys, that seeks after God, that's got his anointing upon our lives and in our church, in our midst, in our ministry, that people can come through the doors. They can feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They can come to an altar. We can lay hands on them. They can be set free from bondages, from addiction, from alcohol, from whatever they got going on in their life because the anointing of God is here. time that we be anointed church that we'll preach and teach in the power of the Holy Spirit to set captives free the anointing of the Holy Spirit brings conviction to the church it brings power to the church the Bible says who the spirit sets free is free indeed we need the spirit guys we need the spirit we are a people of spirit we're to walk in the spirit we're to talk in the spirit this is God's church it's to be filled with the spirit let not the, the religious spirit of the world with its rules, traditions, and compromise keep us in a place where we're quiet and people feel comfortable and at home in their bondages. Praise the Lord. That evil spirit didn't cry out until Jesus showed up with the anointing. We need to be anointed, church. It's anointing that breaks the yokes off people's lives. It sets captives free. We need to be anointed in church here in 2017. Mark says this, And wherever he went into the villages and the towns and the countrysides, they placed the sick in the marketplace 
And they begged him just to let them touch the edge of his cloak. And who all touched his cloak were healed. Guys, we need to get people to Jesus. We need to get to Jesus. Because Jesus has everything that we have need of, guys. I don't have the answer, but the Lord has the answer for you. And if we can learn to get to Jesus and get in his presence and get people that are in need to his presence and reach out and touch him, they can receive everything they have. Because when Jesus shows up, he's the whole package. He's the full deal. Healing shows up. Deliverance shows up. Victory shows up. Salvation shows up. Whatever you have need of shows up if you can get to Jesus because he's the whole package, guys. We need to get people to Jesus, that anointing. There comes a time where you will have to separate yourself from the crowd to walk in God's anointing, to get what God has for your life, to really walk in his anointing. You will have to pull yourself away from people and really to really walk in his anointing because a crowd can't go where God wants to take you guys because it involves sacrifice. And see, the crowd's not willing to sacrifice. To get in that place in God's power and that, that deliverance power where, the, where healing is there and deliverance flows, guys, there's going to be a thing called personal sacrifice yes. that everyone's going to have to make, that I'm going to have to get before the Lord. I'm going to have to seek his face. I'm going to have to get into my word. I'm going to have to start pushing the TV away, pushing the Xbox away, pushing people away that would try to steal from my time, that I can spend time with the Lord, that I can find my prayer closet and get up early in the morning or stay up late at night and shut my phone off so I can meet with God so that anointing can flow, that spirit can flow, that I can can grow in the Lord. And that's why we're doing this uh, 21-day fast it's because there's some things we want to see happen in the church. There's some things we want to see happen in our life. And the only way that's going to happen, those breakthroughs are going to take place, is through personal sacrifice in your life. Amen. Nothing comes without sacrifice, guys. Some people are already talking about modifying that fast. But guess what, guys? That's why it's called a fast. Because we're fasting for some things we want from God. I want to see things happen. When I walk up to people and I actually lay my hands on them, Shannon, I want the anointing power of God to be there, that they will actually receive what they need. It's called sacrifice. Pushing aside the plate, pushing aside some things, coming out from the crowd so you could draw closer to the Lord. Be willing to sacrifice. A surrendering of myself a sacrificing of my desires for his desires, a laying down of my will for his will. Some of you have an anointing that God wants to develop, guys, that you can pull people out of the crowd. But he's got to pull you out of the crowd. You have to make a sacrifice first so God can stir up the gifts and callings and talents he's got in your life that you can go back and reach and pull people out of the crowd. Mark says this in 8.22. As they came to Bethsaida, Some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch him and Jesus took the blind man's hand and they led him out of the village and he spit in the man's eyes and placed his hands on him and Jesus asked him, can you see? And the man looked up and said, I see people, they look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man a second time and the man saw clearly. So here the Lord gets this guy, he pulls him out of the crowd Because in the crowd, guys, there's going to be scoffers. There's going to be people that's negative. There's going to be people that's going to doubt what God wants to do for you. And God gets him, and Jesus takes him, and he pulls him out of the crowd, and then he takes him outside of the village where it's just him and Jesus. And Jesus lays his hands on him, and he prays for him, and then he begins to see, but he can only see partially. 
And the man would have been okay with that because he was, you know, he was blind. So if you can see a little bit, you'd be good with that. But see, Jesus didn't want him to have good. He wanted him to have better. He wanted him to have the best. Jesus wants to touch your life, guys, in such a way that you don't see your purpose and your vision foggy and, and, and distorted. He wants to give you HD vision, clear, that you can see what he has for your life and the plan he has for your life. And that's going to mean a separation sometimes from people that you associate with because they'll want to pull you down. Notice at the end of that, Jesus tells him to go home a different way. Don't go back to the crowd. He told him to go home a different way. Because you can't go back to some of the stuff that you're trying to get free from. Because you go back to the crowd, the the crowd will lie to you. The crowd will tell you it's not real. You didn't receive anything. And they'll try to steal what God has for you guys. There's going to come a time where you've got to separate yourself from the crowd. Pull yourself away from people that want to pull you down. Jesus has the best in mind for your life. He wants you to be anointed, guys. What attracts the anointing? A pure heart. The Bible says that God was looking for a man with a a heart after his own heart. He found David. David had a a heart for God, a heart after uh, God's own heart. That David walked in God's anointing and favor from a little boy. David was anointed as a little boy and he killed a bear. He killed a lion as a little kid. He was anointed to be king. And then when David sinned, he recognized his sins, guys, and he made it right with God. He repented. He had his heart right. Psalms 119 says, I've hidden your word in my heart, Lord, that I might not sin against you. And in Psalms 51, he says, create in me a pure heart, God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that pure heart, guys, it means not mixed. It means uncontaminated, genuine, real. And steadfast means unwavering, committed, devoted. So Lord, let my heart be pure, uncontaminated, genuine, real, my spirit steadfast, unchanging, in my commitment to you this year in 2017, guys. Church, let us be pure in our spirit, pure in our heart. What attracts the anointing? Obedience. Jesus told his disciples, go and tarry until you be filled with the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the power for service. Obedience will bring the anointing, and it will bring the favor of God in our lives, guys. It says they were tarrying there. They were praying. They were seeking God. They had an expectation that the promise was going to come. And it did, and it laid upon them, and it filled them with power, guys. Nowadays, we can't even tarry 15 minutes in an altar before we got to get up and get back to our seat or head out the door because we've got something going on. We need to tarry, guys. We wonder why there's no power in the church. We wonder why uh, people don't tarry anymore, and, and the Lord doesn't do the work that he wants to do. It's because people don't tarry no more. They're, they're busy. They've got so much stuff going on in their life, they don't make time for God. See, we live in a microwave society where we want everything now, but we serve, in reality, a crockpot God. He likes you to sit sometimes and stew so he can just bring the flavor out in your life, bring that anointing out in your life. We need to tarry and wait upon the Lord, guys. When we were in the uh, church building next door before we moved in this building, there was a time and a season where some things were happening. People started praying at the altar God started moving 
life started getting touched. We were having these like long worship services where we'd, we'd have praise and worship and then three or four people would come up and they'd sing like specials on, on tape music and God would just like come down and show up. Mom was praying people through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and people began to tarry and wait and there for a while we were having like an hour altar service after service on a Wednesday night. Like 100 to 120 people were showing up on a Wednesday night because they were tarrying guys, and God was meeting them. God was showing up. He was honoring that sacrifice of saying, hey, you know what, I know I need to get home. You know, I, I, I know I need to, I gotta do something else, but I'm gonna wait upon the Lord so he can meet me and I can receive what he has for my life. We miss out on a lot of things that God has for us in our lives, guys, because we're not willing to wait, we're not willing to pray, we're not willing to tarry and wait upon the Lord for what he has for us. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You go and through some things in your life, you need some strength in your life, wait upon the Lord, get in his word, sit at his feet in his presence and just wait on him and trust him and just spend time with him, guys. What attracts the anointing? Being in one mind and one accord. The Bible says in Acts, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one mind in one place in one accord, praying and seeking the promise of the Holy Spirit. And it came down with power, and they were filled to do ministry. Jen, you want to come on back up? I'm, a, I'm pretty much done. I'm not long-winded, but that's okay. They were filled with the power to do ministry, guys. And this year, 2017, guys, we want to reach out. We want to grow the church. We want to grow the ministry here in Woodland Family. We're going to have to get arm in arm. We're going to have to work, uh, tarry. We're going to have to seek the presence of God, the Spirit of God, the anointing of God in our lives, that we can touch people and be effective when we pray for people, when we, when we tell them that we love them, that it's genuine, it comes from a place of a pure heart, that they'll see that we have a, a, a love for them, a passion for them, that we want to be invested in their life, guys. Philippians says this, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So whether I come or see or I'm absent, I may hear of your affairs, of what you're doing. That you stand fast in one spirit, talking about the body, the, the church, in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, guys. This year in 2017, we need to be in one mind, in one accord to do the work of ministry. We have to push forward together, guys to see God come down in the house, that we could be the church that he desires for us to be. I want to see our church grow. I want to see people's lives changed. I hate walking around and seeing people I know that's in bondage. People that are struggling in, struggling in addictions, struggling in bad relationships. When there's a God that loves them and says, I got a plan and I got a purpose for your life. And I want you to come to me and spend some time with me so I can love on you and show you what I have in store for you. I want to take the blinders off your eyes. And I want you to see my goodness. Guys, but you have to be willing to step out of the crowd. You got to be willing to spend some time with the Lord. To seek his face. And know that he has a plan, and it's a great plan. It's for your life. Because he loves you so. And God wants to use this church. I believe every church has a destiny, a purpose. And I believe every church has a family that God's anointed and appointed to be at that church to help the ministry of that church. I believe that with all my heart.
I believe that's why the enemy fights some people so hard when they try to get to church and get involved. It seems like everything comes against them because God's got a plan for your life in that ministry to touch other people, guys. So if you're here today and you've been struggling with church, you've been struggling with the crowd, I feel like just praying for you. Get Brother White, come over here, prayer team. And if you want a touch today from the Lord, I just feel like the Lord wants to meet with you today. I felt, I felt this last night. I feel it now that the Lord wants to meet with the church, guys. We may be small, but if the anointing of God's there, it's powerful. It doesn't matter how big you are, how small we are. God wants to do something in your lives. So if you're here today and you'd like a touch from the Lord, we'd just like to pray with you. Just like to agree with you that God's going to do some things in your life.